Welcome to Behind the Investigation. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe with Atlanta News First Investigates, and I'm joined by investigative reporter Andy Parati, who is here with a story today uh, that really is a, a cautionary tale about why people marry. And it does have broader implications, but it's also a fascinating story. Uh, and I'm not going to give away the ending, but there are some dramatic developments that you'll see as we get towards the end of this. Andy, do you want to set up the story before we listen to it? Yeah. So uh, a few days after Christmas, I got this random call from someone that I had never met. No one even emailed me uh, from this person. And she essentially said, I've got this crazy story and involves my brother. And I believe he is involved in a marriage fraud scheme. It involves his wife. And they are alleging that they knew he was mentally incapacitated before marrying him, doing it all for the money. It's heartbreaking. My heart is broken. A family meeting to discuss an unraveling story fit for the big screen. This is stuff you see on movies. This is worse than a Lifetime movie. It's so much to the story, we can't even tell it all. Her son, John Belt, in hospice care. His wife accused of the unthinkable. He look like he wants some help up out of there. Court and police records read like the plot of a thriller. The wife, Avis Belt, accused of marrying John in 2018 for the sole purpose of stealing his money. A marriage that took place after John had been declared totally mentally incapacitated by medical doctors. Jayla is John's daughter. I just shook my head. I I was in disbelief because I knew he that's not something that he wanted to do. My brother and I used to talk a lot and he did not like her. He didn't see himself marrying her. No. 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 On June 20th, 2018, this certification of medical care identified John as totally incapacitated. 8 days later, his soon-to-be wife applied for this Florida marriage certificate. Were any of you invited to the wedding? No. no. Did you know anything about it? No. John's sister, April, claims they were married while on a cruise. He said, yeah. And she told me to get dressed in white. And I go downstairs and it's a wedding. I didn't even know. So he didn't even know he, he was getting married. He did not know he was getting married. In my 17 years of practice, I've never had a case like this. The family attorneys claims Avis's actions show the marriage wasn't about love, but money. Pointing to documents showing she racked up $20,000 on John's credit cards, plus purchasing a car in his name and a home shortly after marrying him. According to court records, Avis receives John's $33,000 a year pension and Social Security. That's all the story one needs to know, that this, this is a marriage that was based on fraud. We stopped by Avis Belt's home to get her side of the story. She spoke to us through a doorbell camera system, claiming she was unaware of the petition until we contacted her. The family is essentially saying, you married him knowing that he was mentally incapacitated for his money. What's your response to that? That's very untrue. I'm not destitute, nor am I desperate. We also asked Avis about that medical document identifying John as totally incapacitated days before their marriage. Were you aware of that document? John was still in his right mind. Me and John was 
In January, John's mother filed this petition in Fulton County Court asking a judge to grant her guardianship of John and to dissolve the marriage, concerned for his health, claiming his wife placed him in a facility not providing suitable care. Public Safety Communications. This past December, John's sister Kim and his mom called 911 for an ambulance after visiting him here at this home care facility where he receives hospice care. He just, we need to see if his, if his lungs is closed enough. This is what John looked like a few years ago. This is him today. According to the police report, John appeared to be sick and in need of medical assistance. But the staff at the home insisted that he was under a do not resuscitate order. The report goes on to say Avis Bell told the officer by phone John shouldn't be transported to the hospital. I mean, we can't let him sit here and die. And he's only 58 years old. And that's heartbreaking. It's depressing. It's devastating to our family. We took those concerns to John's wife. Are you worried about his health? No, I'm not worried about his health because John is fine. He's in a facility. You believe he's healthy? Yes, he's healthy. John ain't never been no big guy. He just lost a little weight. We gotta get him back. Salacious claims involving a family at odds with who's best fit to protect a man who can't care for himself. And I just don't want to see another family go through this. Andy, it's a fascinating story. And, you know, I will be honest, when I first looked at this script, because, you know, part of what I do as the chief investigative reporter is I review everybody's scripts. On paper, it, it wasn't as striking to me as it was when I saw the video, when I saw his condition, uh, and then when I saw that his family was so concerned, and then I saw the wife. You know, I guess the question is, is this objectively uh, marriage fraud, and, and you know, how does the legal system view all of this? Well, the, uh, Georgia law is pretty clear. It says that you cannot enter into a a marriage, that, which is a legal agreement with someone that is previously diagnosed as ruled by a judge as mentally incompetent. Now, it's important to note that a judge didn't rule this individual mentally incompetent. We simply have medical documentation that the family provided us showing eight days before he entered into that marriage that he was ruled or at least diagnosed as mentally incapacitated. And it was a Florida marriage license, wasn't it? So then Florida law would apply? Yeah, and the same uh, goes there, too. We checked the law there, and it's a very similar uh, law there. I see. Very interesting. What has happened since you ran the first story? So the day after we ran the first story, there was a guardianship hearing in probate court, and a judge actually took the guardianship away from the wife and gave it to the family temporarily until they determine next best steps. All right, let's take a look at the second story. You've come a long way. You're looking good. After months working to get her brother home, Kim Belt's wish finally came true. We're all overjoyed. We feel blessed. 58-year-old John Belt suffers from severe dementia, a 
Cobb County probate court judge removed him from the care of his wife, Ava's belt, after his family claimed she wasn't taking care of him. Court and police records allege their marriage is a fraud, writing Avis married John for the sole purpose of stealing his money. On June 20th, 2018, this certification of medical care identified John as totally incapacitated. Eight days later, his soon-to-be wife applied for this Florida marriage certificate. Were you aware of that document? We spoke with Avis Bell through her doorbell camera system earlier this month. John was still in his right mind. Me and John was going to get married anyway. Are you worried about his health? No, I'm not worried about his health because John is fine. He's in a facility. John ain't never been no big guy. He just lost a little weight. This is what John looked like a few years ago. When his family got him to the hospital, he weighed 103 pounds. Tests also revealed he had a urinary tract infection. So he wasn't fine. He was not fine. He was so hungry that if he saw the plate, he would just panic, thinking that you would take the food away from him. So, in my opinion, he was starved. According to the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, Avis has a criminal record including arrests for cruelty towards a child in 2001, drug trafficking, and multiple convictions for theft in the 90s. I just shake and shudder at that thought. After Atlanta News First Investigates aired the original story, viewers took the social media. One writing on our Facebook page, Do you think the laws protect the most vulnerable? Here's what Georgia law says. A person who has been declared incompetent cannot enter into a valid marriage. In Florida, where the marriage happened, the law says an incapacitated person cannot marry without court approval. You're going to get better soon, I promise. John's sister is now asking the Henry County District Attorney's Office to investigate. We do not feel this marriage is legal. Never will be legal. Never has been legal. Wow, Andy, it's really interesting. When we do these investigations, we don't realize that, in, a, in an essence, we're not just observers. We're participants. We're third-party disinterested mm-hmm. participants. But because of your investigation, uh, this actually accelerated the process of returning this man to his family. Is that a fair assessment? Well, the family certainly believes so. They believe the publicity that this story shed light on Um, certainly help with the decision-making and expediting it and having people take a look, a more serious look at this. Right. I mean, is that, look, we don't take sides. What we do is we elevate smaller voices to be equal to those who have the power. But is that the real pay of the job for an investigative reporter when you can actually sort of be a catalyst for change, whatever that change is? Yeah. um, I think that I got a text from this family that, day after the story aired that essentially said here's the condition that he was in when we took him away from the wife from the facility that he was in and brought him to the hospital weighing 103 pounds and at the end of the text it said you saved my brother's life and to me that's that's what it's all about yeah i mean this is so much more than a job it's it's a calling no question um so what happens next in this case 
So John Belt's family doesn't have permanent guardianship of him yet. It's temporary. In a few weeks, they're going to go before the same probate court judge. And at that time, the family is supposed to provide essentially a progress report. What have they done in the past 30 days to help him get better? And then at that moment, that hearing, she will potentially make a final determination. The wife has previously told me that she plans to fight that. Wow. So the question is, is there a broader implication for really any of us? And in other words, before entering into a marriage or being concerned about a brother or a sister or even a parent who may be a widow or widower, you know, what is it we can do to protect ourselves and our family members from this happening to them? Yeah. So as you saw, this case is really unique. So it doesn't apply to every situation, but family law attorneys tell me it all starts with getting that will and trust ready early before you believe that you may be ill down the road. And then in that will and trust, identifying someone that you want to have medical power of attorney for you so they can make those difficult decisions. But again, these are conversations you need to start having now before you get to that age where things may get a little dicey. Yeah, absolutely. Andy Parati, investigative reporter with Atlanta News First Investigates. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe. You've been watching Behind the Investigation. You can also listen to Behind the Investigation as a podcast. You may be doing so right now, but if you're watching us, you can do that wherever you get your podcasts. 